Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Premier League, Sunday the 10th of March 2019. Arsenal vs Manchester United. Kick-off, 16.30pm. Contents. Head coach. Captain. Voice of Arsenal. Player feature. Lucas Torreira. My story. Arsenal Academy. On this day. Tales of the century. Match action. Arsenal versus Bournemouth. Visitors. Manchester United. Arsenal women. Life at the top. Match action. Tottenham Hotspur versus Arsenal. Teams. The manager. Info. Born Honduribia, Spain, November 3rd, 1971. Previous clubs as manager. Lorca. Deportivo. Almerca. Valencia. Spartak. Moscow, Sevilla, Paris Saint-Germain. Unai was speaking to Rob Kelly. Head coach, Unai Emery. The head coach outlines what he expects from the team today against an in-form Manchester United side. Good afternoon. We have been playing all season to find our best performances, to be consistent Each match is a big challenge. Now, maybe, in the special matches we can achieve that. Our confidence is good. Above all, in the Premier League, where in the last matches we have played with consistency and taken points. Today is a match against one team who are with us in the table and are all in a good moment. First, it's about enjoying all the supporters with us. The fans pushing us on against Manchester United. Let's create a big atmosphere at Emirates Stadium. Together, we can be stronger and have more possibilities to battle. I think our visitors have big confidence from their recent matches, but also we can help our preparation with big determination because we are lost against them in the FA Cup. Even though we worked very well and created good chances against them, in that game, we had some defensive injuries 
which made it difficult to keep our rhythm and meant we had to make an early change as well. They were very clinical, and in the moments when we attacked, we got into the box but couldn't produce the last action to score. We deserved more, but we played against Manchester United, who were on a good run and had a lot of players to make the difference, like Rashford and Marshall. After this match, we could learn, because United are effective in the transition as they have good, fast players. We could face with similar issues today, because they are good in the moment now, as they were then. We played against a big team, and some moments showed we can fight and battle with them, but we lost, and that is the reality. Today, we need to do some different tactical and individual work, and find a better efficiency against them. We are in a long way of trying to find consistency, and while I don't think the result of today's game will be definite, we need to push on to take more responsibility to finish in the top four. I trust in our work, I trust in our players, and I trust in our moment in the Premier League because it's a big opportunity today. My idea is going against them and finding our best performance to take all three points. We've had a lot of games recently, and each day we are monitoring how the players are. Today we'll need fresh players, players with energy. We need quality, we need good combinations, and we need players who start on the bench to deliver a big performance when they come on as well. There is a motivation for us to get back on the right track after Thursday's defeat. I think we controlled the first 40 minutes in France. We scored, and we didn't concede good chances to Rennes. But after the red card, it was different. I think we can do better. But the result is, for the first match, and for the first 90 minutes, losing 3-1 is hard for us. But we're going to start the next match against Rennes, with 11 against 11, and with the same respect we had in the first half. The first 40 minutes, we are going to do that at home against them. But we also need to change our performance, and have the confidence with our players with all our supporters helping us create one big atmosphere to give us a good spirit against them to come back. Let's see that spirit today too. I trust in our moment in the Premier League because it's a big opportunity today. From Emery Angle, every matchday programme, we provide an extra insight into the life and the times of the head coach. Unai mentions the importance of a strong home record in today's notes and he is protecting a 14-game unbeaten run here in the league going into this match. We have won 12, drawn 2, and lost the one of the 15 games at Emirates Stadium so far this season. And at previous club, Paris Saint-Germain, an excellent home record was the hallmark of his time in charge across two seasons in the French capital. He lost just once at home in, in the league, dropping only five points in all the Parc de France Prince last season. The season before, that he oversaw an entire unbeaten home against in League One. That makes it two defeats in total in his last 53 league home games as boss. The captain, Laurent Kojelny. Info, born 2 in France, September the 10th, 1985. Joined Arsenal from Lorient on July the 2nd, 2010. Previous clubs, Grand Camp, Tour, 
Lorient. Arsenal debut versus Liverpool. Away, league, August the 15th, 2010. Drew, 1-1. First Arsenal goal versus Belton Wanderers. Home, league, September the 11th, 2010. 1-4-1. Arsenal honours. FA Cup winners 2014, 2015, 2017. Community Shield winner 2014, 2015. The skipper, on writing another memorable chapter in the story of this huge footballing rivalry. Laurent was speaking to Julian Lawrence. It's another weekend and another huge game in the Premier League. This is a massive match, not just in terms of rivalry between us and United, but in the race for the top four as well. First of all, let me say a few words about our performance at Wembley last weekend against Tottenham. I thought we did well as a team. We respected our game plan, we were compact, we defended as a team, and we had some chances to score more goals. I also feel we were very unfortunate on their goal. Referees need help. There is too much at stake now, and the game is so quick that they can't see everything. Of course, we were disappointed, like all of you, with the end of the game. When you have a penalty to win it in injury time away from home in the North London derby, you are so close to heaven. It was not meant to be this time. Ober took his responsibilities but missed. It happens to the best to miss a penalty. He was very disappointed, but we rallied around him. He has been brilliant for us this season, and he will score other important goals for Arsenal this season for sure. I told the boys in the dressing room afterwards that we could hold our heads high. It is a good point, away from home in the derby, and we have to take all the positives from it. Taking a point also meant we stayed in the race for the top four with Chelsea and Manchester United, and not far from Tottenham either, which makes today's game even more important. In between Spurs and United, we had a disappointing trip to France, and suffered a defeat in Rennes on Thursday in the Europa League, but I will talk about it in my notes for Thursday's matchday programme. We are fully focused on United now. Since I joined the club, I could tell how big the rivalry between the two clubs was, and between the two managers, Arsene Wenger and Sir Alex Ferguson. Arsenal versus Manchester United is a classic in English football. It is part of the culture. I have so many memories, like all of you, of our matches against them, good memories and those less good as well. It is always a hard game, intense, physical. They have top players, as we saw here at the Emirates and the FA Cup, where they beat us a few weeks ago. On the other hand, I feel that we should have won at Old Trafford in the Premier League before that. We settled for a draw, but we were the better side. They are a different team now, under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He changed the mentality and strengthened the team spirit massively. Like we saw in Paris in midweek in the Champions League, they now believe that they can win anywhere and everywhere, whatever the scenario of the game. They came back from nowhere to knock out PSG. They have that confidence, that belief and that momentum at the moment. They are in impressive form, but we can beat them. They are hungry for victories, but so are we. We have to beat them. We have to win today. It is a crucial game for our season. 
Our home form since the defeat against Manchester City on the opening day of the season has been great in the Premier League. We beat Tottenham, Chelsea and drew with Liverpool here. We need another great performance on the pitch. For me, it is all about solidarity, commitment and fighting for each other as a team. If we have that mentality, we will get the three points. We know that it will be a tight race until the end to finish in the top four and every point will be important at the end. We have to make sure that we make it difficult for them today. On the pitch, but also with your support in the stadium. The Emirates has been a fortress in the league this season and we need you again. We need all your support from the first whistle to the last and all your energy. I hope you enjoy the game and come on Arsenal. Voice of Arsenal. Who is your player of the month? It's your chance to vote for February player of the month and you could even present the award at Emirates Stadium. Will Alex Lacazette retain the award he won in January after another superb month up front? The France international scored three times in the victories against BATE Borisov, Southampton and Bournemouth. Enrique Mkhitaryan has been in fine form since his return from injury, scoring and assisting in successive games against Southampton and Bournemouth. Bernd Leno continues to impress in his first season in English football, making a string of saves throughout the month, most notably against Southampton. Or will Sead Kalasinac earn your vote? The Bosnia International has been a key attacking outlet and claimed assists against Huddersfield and Bournemouth. Have your say by visiting arsenal.com and remember to fill in your contact information for a chance of winning two tickets and presenting the award before a home game at Emirates Stadium. And while you're at it, make sure you vote for Goal of the Month too. This month's competition is another lacquer special, featuring another two of his strikes against Huddersfield and Bournemouth. Mesut Ozil's trademark finish from that game is also on the shortlist, while Mkhitaryan's effort, set up by Ozil, completes our nominees. Katie Haynes Memorial Trust. Remembering Katie. The Samuel family would like to remember Katie Lear Haynes, 1979-2010, in what would have been her 40th birthday year. Sadly, Katie's life was tragically cut short by carbon monoxide poisoning. Katie, like her grandfather, parents, brother and sister, was an avid Arsenal fan. She was at Highbury in 2002 for the victory parade. Her sister Lydia remembers one of the last matches she went to with Katie the 7-0 win against Slavia Prague. They laughed so much because on their way to the Emirates, an Arsenal fan shouted, Oh my God, two girl gooners. She would be so happy that Alessandro and Danilo, her two nephews she never met, are mad about Arsenal. The Samuel family is sounding the alarm about the dangers of carbon monoxide poisoning. www.katiehaines.trust Lucas Suspended Following Lucas Torreira's red card against Tottenham last weekend and an unsuccessful appeal to the Premier League, Lucas is suspended for this afternoon's match. The Uruguay International will also miss our next two league games against Newcastle here at Emirates and away to Everton. 
You can read more from Lucas elsewhere in today's programme. On this day, 1993, Andy Linnigan and Ian Wright both score to help us beat Crystal Palace in the League Cup semi-final. Reusable cups in operation. Supporters will notice a new addition around the ground today, with reusable cups being introduced as part of a trial supported by the Premier League until the end of this season. We are delighted to help support the cup trial, which encourages attendees to games across the league to consider reducing their reliance on single-use plastics. The cups around the Emirates can be reused up to 200 times and after you've had your drink out of them today they will be taken to a specialist cleaning facility off-site where they will be thoroughly cleaned and returned to the ground ready for our next match. The reusable cup trial is one step towards lessening our impact on the environment something broadcaster Sky have been raising awareness of with their Sky Ocean Rescue campaign which inspires fans to Hashtag Pass on Plastic. You can find out more about the campaign by visiting www.skyoceanrescue.com. As a club, we have taken several steps towards being more conscious of our environmental footprint. Working with our official energy partner, Octopus Energy, we became the first Premier League club to go green, with all our club sites powered by renewable energy. Octopus Energy also helped plant 500 trees at our London Colney training base to create the Colney Wood. You can find out more about the work we're doing via www.arsenal.com. Platinum membership renewals now open. As we head towards an exciting end to our first season with Unai Emery, we're looking forward to kick-starting stadium redevelopments ahead of the 2019-2020 season. These projects underline our commitment to improving fans' matchday experience and include the completion of work to install an additional row of seats to the front of club level, plus the refurbishment of the Highbury Restaurant and Champions Bar. This summer we'll also see the construction of a new private members' club, the Avenal Club, on box level. Also new for the 2019-2020 campaign is our Refer a Friend programme. There's no better way to enjoy a match at Emirates Stadium than with friends and family. Refer someone to Platinum Membership on club level as you renew your membership and you will both be eligible to receive fantastic rewards. When you introduce a friend who becomes a Platinum member for next season, we'll give you both a fully inclusive match day experience in an executive box at a match of your choice. To secure your current seats, please renew your membership by 5pm on Wednesday, April the 17th. We look forward to welcoming you back to club level next season. Start referring today at www.arsenal.com forward slash refer or visit premiumconcierge.arsenal.com forward slash renew dash now for more information. The Platinum membership team are on hand at the Woolwich reception desk or in the Royal Oak should you have any questions. Report it. Discriminatory chanting and antisocial behaviour is offensive to all fans and not tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive behaviour, you can report it to a steward or use our See Something Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our fans and wider community. Thank you for your support. 
text FOUL to 67777. PL Stats 2018-19. Shots. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 53. Alex Lacazette, 49. Enrique Mkhitaryan, 23. Alex Iwobi, 21. Lucas Torreira, 17. Chances created. Mesut Ozil, Granit Xhaka, 30. Sead Kolasinac, 28. Alex Iwobi, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 26. Enrique Mkhitaryan, Alex Lacazette, 23. Aaron Ramsey, 22. Total passes. Granit Xhaka, 1,857. Lucas Torreira, 1,417. Shokran Mustafi, 1,319. Matteo Guendouzi, 1,207. Socrates, 1,082. Crosses, Granit Xhaka, 95. Enrique Mkhitaryan, 41. Hector Bellerin, 39. Sead Kolasinac, 32. Alex Iwobi, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 29. Clearances, Shokran Mustafi, 126. Socrates, 88. Laurent Koscielny, 54. Granit Xhaka, 47. Nacho Monreal, 40. Premier League table, Manchester City, played 29, won 23, drawn 2, lost 4, 4, 76, against 20, Goal difference 56.71. Liverpool played 29, won 21, drawn 7, lost 1, 4.64 against 15. Goal difference 49.70. Tottenham Hotspur played 29, won 20, drawn 1, lost 8, 4.56 against 30. Goal difference 26.61. Manchester United played 29, won 17, drawn 7, lost 5, 4.58 against 38, goal difference 20, points 58. Arsenal played 29, won 17, drawn 6, lost 6, 4.61 against 39, goal difference 22, points 57. Chelsea played 28, 117, drawn 5, lost 6, 449, against 30, goal difference 19, points 56. Wolves, played 29, 112, drawn 7, lost 10, 437, against 35, goal difference 2, points 43. Watford, played 29, 112, Drawn 7, lost 10, 4.41, against 41, goal difference 0, points 43. West Ham United, played 29, won 11, drawn 6, lost 12, 4.37, against 41, goal difference minus 4, points 39. Everton, played 29, won 10, drawn 7, lost 12. 4.39 against 39, goal difference 0, points 37. Leicester City, played 29, won 10, drawn 5, lost 14, 4.35 against 41, goal difference minus 6, 
points 35. Bournemouth played 29, won 10, drawn 4, lost 15, 4, 39, against 54, goal difference minus 15, points 34. Crystal Palace played 29, won 9, drawn 6, lost 14, 4, 35, against 39, goal difference minus 4, points 33. Newcastle United played 29, won 8, drawn 7, lost 14, 4, 26, against 36, goal difference minus 10, points 31. Brighton and Hove Albion played 28, won 8, drawn 6, lost 14, 4, 30, against 41, goal difference minus 11, points 30. Burnley played 29, won 8, drawn 6, lost 15, 4, 32, against 53, goal difference minus 21, points 30. Southampton played 29, won 6, drawn 9, lost 14, 4, 32, against 49, goal difference minus 17, points 27. Cardiff City played 29, won 7, drawn 4, lost 18, 4, 25, against 57, goal difference minus 32, points 25. Fulham played 29, won 4, drawn 5, lost 20, 4, 27, against 65, goal difference minus 38, points 17. Huddersfield Town played 29, won 3, drawn 5, Lost 21, 4, 15, against 51, goal difference minus 36, points 14. Emery nominated for Manager of the Month. Unai Emery has been nominated for the Premier League's Manager of the Month award for February. Our head coach joins Pep Guardiola and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer on the shortlist after winning three of our four Premier League outings. We kicked off February with a narrow defeat to Manchester City before claiming victories over Huddersfield, Southampton and Bournemouth, scoring 10 goals along the way. Above and beyond. Congratulations again to Tyreek Tyndall, who went above and beyond with his programme selling skills at our last home fixture against Bournemouth. Tyreek impressed us with his selling skills and he deservedly walked away with a pair of trainers courtesy of our club partner Puma. If any programme sellers have impressed you, let us know by emailing programme at arsenal.co.uk. Matchball Sponsors Welcome to this afternoon's Matchball Sponsors, who have the following message. Thank you to the Cohen family, Hal, Joey, Alex and Robbie, who came all the way from South Florida to watch Arsenal beat up on Man U. We hope you all have a great time. Abu joins the 100 Club. Abu Dhabi has become the latest member of our prestigious 100 club after he announced his retirement from football at the end of February. The former France international played 180 times for us, including 124 Premier League games and scored 19 goals during his nine years in North London. Persistent injuries robbed Diaby of regular playing time, but the midfielder still gave us plenty of moments to savour in N5, among them an outstanding performance in the 2007 League Cup final, 
a magnificent display at Anfield in 2012 and stunning goals against Aston Villa and Derby County. Diaby will now be formally enrolled into the 100 Club. All members receive specially designed red and white ties and will have access to an ongoing official forum to engage with Arsenal and regular opportunities to attend matches at Emirates Stadium and official club events. Congratulations, Abu. Coming up. Monday, the under-23s travel to Everton. Thursday, we host Wren in our Europa League last 16 second leg. Thursday, Arsenal women are at home to Bristol City women. Ref Watch, Jonathan Moss. Tonight's referee is Jonathan Moss from West Yorkshire. The 48-year-old is an official who should be familiar to most of you. In fact, he took charge of our FA Cup final win over Aston Villa in 2015. Mr Moss, who was born in Sunderland, has refereed us 16 times since the start of the 2014-2015 season, and here's our recent record under him. 2018-19, stroke Arsenal 2, Everton 0, Premier League, 2 yellows. Arsenal 0, Tottenham 2, League Cup, 2 yellows. West Ham United 1, Arsenal 0, Premier League, 2 yellows. Huddersfield Town 1, Arsenal 2, Premier League, 2 yellows. 2017-18, stroke West Ham United 0, Arsenal 0, Premier League. Nottingham Forest 4, Arsenal 2, Emirates FA Cup, 4 yellows. 2016-17, stroke Arsenal 3, Swansea City 2, Premier League, 1 yellow. Arsenal 2, Burnley 1, Premier League, 1 yellow, 1 red. Southampton 0, Arsenal 2, Premier League, 2 yellows. 2015-16, stroke Arsenal 2, Stoke City 0, Premier League, 1 yellow. Norwich City 1, Arsenal 1, Premier League, 1 yellow. Southampton 4, Arsenal 0, Premier League. Arsenal 2, West Bromwich Albion 0, Premier League. 2014-15, Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 1. Premier League, two yellows. Arsenal three, Stoke City nil. Premier League. Arsenal four, Aston Villa nil. FA Cup final. Played sixteen, one ten, drawn two, lost four, four twenty seven, against seventeen, nineteen yellow cards, two red cards. Baggett. In every domestic program this season, the club's kit partner Puma are giving away Arsenal shoulder bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Who opened the scoring in our 2-2 draw at Old Trafford earlier this season? Email your answer with full name and address to program at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at AFC Program. Entries by Friday, March the 15th. League Champions, 1930-31, 1932-33, 1934-35, 1935-36, 1934, 35, 1937-38, 1947-48, 1947-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1957-48, 1
1993, 1998, 2002, 2003, 2005, 2014, 2015, 2017. League Cup winners, 1986, 87, 1992, 93. Charity Stroke Community Shield winners, 1930, 1931, 1933, 1934, 1938, 1948, 1953, 1991, shared, 1998, 1999, 2002, 2004, 2014, 2015, 2017. Fairs Cup winners, 1996, 70. European Cup winners, Cup winners, 1993, 94. FA Youth Cup winners, 1996, 1971, 1988, 1944, 2000, 2001, 2009. Arsenal Football Club, 75, Drayton Park, London, N5, 1BU. Telephone number, 02076195000. Website, www.arsenal.com. Email, program at arsenal.co.uk. Directors, Sir Chips Cheswick, Chairman. Ken Fryer, OBE. Richard Carr, Lord Harris of Peckham. Stan Krunker, Josh Krunker. Head of Football, Raul Sanlehi. Managing Director, Vinay Venkatesham. Secretary, David Miles. Head Coach, Unai Emery. This concludes Voice of Arsenal. Player Interview The football here is very intense. Yukus Torreira Torreira Stats Born, Fray Bentos, Uruguay, February 11th, 1996. Joined Arsenal from Samdora, July 10th, 2018. Previous club, Priscara, Sandora, Priscara alone. Arsenal debut, versus Manchester City. Premier League, August 12th, 2018, lost 2-0. First Arsenal goal versus Tottenham Hotspur, Premier League, December 2nd, 2018, 1-4-2. Uruguay Caps, 13. It may have been more than a week ago now, but we are sure many of you are still having regretful flashbacks to the closing few moments of the North London Derby. It could have been so different had Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang netted his injury time penalty at Wembley. We could have come into the, today's game a point ahead of United in the race of the top four, rather than one point behind. And it's also likely that we wouldn't have had been deprived of services of Lucas Torreira in this match either, or our subsequent two Premier League fixtures. Our Uruguayan midfielder, who came out on half-time last Saturday, was sent off shortly after the penalty miss in a frantic final few minutes that surely would have been played out differently we were protecting a lead, rather than still looking for the winner. But that's all in the past now. Lucas's appeal was rejected, meaning he starts a three-game suspension this afternoon. 
and you will be on the sideline cheering the Gunners, as now we look on to reclaim our place in the top four. So despite the disappointing end to last Saturday's game, Lucas believes there are plenty of positives to take into the final push of the season, as he told us early last week. How disappointed were the team after the Tottenham match? Well, it's true, the penalty would have changed everything, and also my red card. Yes, if we had converted the penalty, we would have taken three points, which would have signified a very important victory. But it wouldn't be on that day. There are always moments in football we can look back on, but we didn't leave the pitch disappointed as we played a good match. Can the team look back on the performance with pride then? Yes, of course. It was a super complicated match, very physical, and we played in a very atmospheric and packed stadium. We managed to score and were leading for great parts of the match. We worked very hard with the compact lines and there's nothing to criticise the team for. We just have to review the game and tweak the aspects that didn't work quite out. There were some controversial moments throughout the game. Did the team feel hard done by? No. I don't like talking about the referees and the incidents in the game. Sure, there were minute incidents to correct and mistakes were made, but I do not prefer to comment on this. How about your sending off? Well, when it happened, I didn't think in any moment that a referee could send me off, so once the red card came out, I was very surprised. My intention was to get the ball, and I did touch the ball, but I made contact with the player in the follow-through, and so the referee chose to see it as a sending off. After this, and once I calmed down, I watched it back in the dressing room, and yes, it was a rough tackle, and the referee saw fit to send me off. The truth is, it was a difficult moment for me, because the receiving a sending off is not good for any player. Are you looking forward to VAR coming to the Premier League? It's true that VAR helps to correct many errors and incidents that referees don't see in a match. In a championship as important as the Premier League, it would be a great help considering that they have it in the Italian and Spanish leagues. How do you feel your first season at Arsenal is gone? I'm very happy. I'm pleased with my performances and those of the team. Even though we are out of the Cups, we are still fighting for the top four. We're in Europa League with, with a big match on Thursday. I'm happy and content to be in this group, and I hope we can achieve big things together in the future. How would you describe the intensity of football in England? It feels like it's perfectly suited to your style. Yes, it's true. The football here is very intense. Very quick with footballers of great quality. You always have to be prepared and ready for whatever could happen. You need to be a step ahead with clear thoughts before you receive the ball. It's true that at the beginning it was a little difficult for me to adjust. But with but by way of working and hard work I've adapted well and today I feel really good. Who has particularly helped you? to settle in life in London. Well, I always try to keep some company around with me at home. To this end, I'm living at home with my girlfriend Victoria, who's Italian. She's great. She helps me with all aspects of life. She's a great companion, and is there, always there to give me a hug if I need one. This, for me, is very important as well. As the help from my family and friends, and everyone around me, it's important they are there at all times and it's not easy to be there at 23 years old in such a big country with so many new things. You're already a favourite among Arsenal fans. How much does it mean to you to have them behind you? It's very important for me to feel loved by the people as when I enter the pitch. 
I try to play my game and give happiness back to the fans. It's lovely to receive the warmth and affection of fans whenever I come onto the pitch, and we owe a lot to the fans for this. And you have your own song. When the fans sing my song on the pitch, it gives me strength, motivation, and a huge desire to fight for the ball. A big thank you to all the fans for this great song. I played with his, Paul Pogba's brother, Matthias Empascara. He is a good friend. It's Man United today. You came up against Paul Pogba in the World Cup. What's your opinion of him? They have great players. And yes, one of them is Paul Pogba, who is a World Cup winner. We played them in the last World Cup, and regrettably we lost 2-0 to them. But he's a top player. I played with his brother Matthias at Piscara, and he is a good friend. Paul Pogba has demonstrated that he is at great level at United, and has been performing very well recently. He is a player that you'd love to watch. What did you make of our game at Old Trafford this season? We were 2-1 up, but we committed an error, and they drew level quickly. We didn't have any time to consolidate the 2-1 scoreline, but we had a few chances in the end, but it's a tough ground to get anything from. They had strong support from their fans. It was a really difficult game. We thought for a while we could have taken the three points, but it wasn't to be. In the end, it was an important point for us. My story, the Arsenal Foundation, the work of the Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation helped Islington Borough ladies take their youngsters to the prestigious Gotia Cup in Sweden last year. Edie, 12, went on the trip. I got involved with the team when I was approached by the coach Cassie, who I already knew, and went to a training session. I wanted to develop my passion for football and find a brilliant team, and I had a great time at Islington, as the people were all so kind. But that's only one of the many reasons I stayed. We train every Wednesday from 5.30pm to 7pm and have matches on Saturday mornings. I play as a left winger and I love it because you have a lot of space to be creative and have time to think about what you're going to do next. Last July, we went to Jotobori in Sweden for a week to compete in the Gotia Cup and it was an amazing experience. It's a well-known international tournament and I know at least one Arsenal player, Lisa Evans, took part when she was younger. It was even more special for us that the Arsenal Foundation helped make the trip possible. We played a game a day, although one day we did play twice. We did pretty well and won one of the most important games 1-0 to get through to the second round. We enjoyed the training too and I think we did really well with the small team we had. The week was full of amazing memories that we'll never forget. We got to meet players from all over the continent, Uzbekistan, Ukraine, Sweden, France and more, and one of the highlights was seeing all the different football cultures and how different the teams were to each other. But we also had fun off the pitch too. We visited a theme park and went on one of the tallest rides ever and we also went to the Gotia Parade. 
we got caught in a storm with every other team, which meant we had to jostle in the wet for a spot on the trains. Oh, and I can't forget the singing battles we had either. The highlight on the pitch was winning our first match and truly coming together to make our coaches proud after all they've done for us. For me, there wasn't really a low point. Every moment was special. Even losing was OK, because we would come back stronger in the next game. The experience showed me that women's football will one day be as popular with girls as the men's game is with boys, and that anyone can play the sport they love. I've also learned the importance of supporting your teammates when they need you. My hope for the future is to one day become professional and play for the team I have supported for years, Arsenal. However long it takes, I'm determined to get there and nothing will stop me from achieving my goals. Stars of the Future, Arsenal Academy Young Gun, Tom Smith Match Action, Big Win for Under-18s Match Action, Under-23s Late Show Remember, Jay Simpson in every programme we take an in-depth look at the Arsenal youth teams, profiling our young guns and bringing you all the latest news and match reports. Arsenal Academy, Thomas Smith, Young Gun. Born Stevenage, January 30th, 2002. Joined as an under-9. Position, goalkeeper. Boots, Nike Tiempo. School, John Henry Newman School, Stevenage. Playing for the Arsenal under-23s before making my debut was not even the most unusual thing about my first year as a scholar. The year was shaped by the fact that I broke my right wrist when saving a shot in training. The problem is that it was the third time that this had happened in about a year. The first came in training with England under-2016s the night before we were due to play the USA. I was off for six months trying to get it to heal. Then, in my first training session back, it broke again because it hadn't fully repaired. I was out for another three months. I then came to Colney as a full-time scholar and it felt okay. But I made a save from fellow keeper Daniel Barden in training and it went again. This time it was decided that I should have surgery to fix it and now I have a pin in my wrist holding it together. The operation was in mid-August and I was back in training by October. Given the history, I was a bit nervous about it when I made my first couple of saves, but it was all good and is now really strong. I still do a lot of work in the gym to strengthen my wrists. Protection is a difficult one. We can use plastic rods to protect our fingers from bending back. They allow you to bend your fingers to catch, but stop them from bending backwards or breaking when making a save. But there's not a lot that can be done to support or protect a goalkeeper's wrist apart from strapping. We need to have flexibility in our wrists so that we can throw and roll the ball out. To make my debut for the under-23s before starting for the under-18s was a surprise. I was on the bench against Spurs and Dejan Ilyev got injured, so I came on for the last 15 minutes. In truth, I didn't have a lot to do, but had to keep my concentration, and I did that by keeping myself involved, speaking to my defenders. We won 4-0, which was a fantastic way to mark my first start. I then made my debut for the under-18s in a 5-0 win over Leicester. Again, I didn't have a lot to do, but was ready whenever there was a threat. 
I then played the following Saturday in a 3-1 win over Southampton where I was kept pretty busy. I hope to get as many minutes under my belt as I can for the rest of the season. It has been a frustrating couple of years watching from the sidelines, but now I'm back and strong. I hope to be really involved with the under-18s and hopefully the under-23s too. We are going to the USA for the Dallas Cup in April, and I'm looking forward to that. And also in the summer there's a European under-17s tournament that I'm hoping to be selected for. When growing up, I always looked to Gianluigi Buffon to learn from. I admired his goalkeeping style, but also his presence, authority and communication with his defenders. And that's something that I believe I have taken on. I think that there's a transition period for goalkeeping at the moment. My view is that there is a balance to be struck between the traditional style and the emphasis on the goalkeeper playing out from the back, like being the 11th outfield player. Manuel Neuer showed in the World Cup that it can be risky when taken to extremes. I believe that our own Bernd Leno has settled down to find the right mix and he looks really confident for us. His two amazing saves at Wembley last week were sensational. Manchester United will have a great keeper in goal today in David De Gea. He made some unbelievable saves against us in the corresponding fixture last season to help them win the game. I remember that he saved something like 14 goal-scoring opportunities. It will be an interesting watch just for the goalkeepers, but it's a match of massive significance for both clubs. Hopefully we can take our chances this time. It will be tight, but I think we'll edge it 3-2. Q&A. What's your first memory of football? Playing for my local team. Which team did you support as a child? Leeds United. Who was your childhood hero? Gianluigi Buffon. Biggest influence on career? Brother and dad. Who's the best player in the world right now? Cristiano Ronaldo. What other sport are you good at? Rugby. Your favourite training drill? Shooting. Your career highlight so far? Playing for England. Song to sing to save your life. Angels by Robbie Williams. Teammates. Who's got the best ball skills? Josh Martin. Who's the funniest? Ryan Alebiusu. Who's got the best touch? Josh. Who would you trust most with a penalty? Bukayo Saka. Who is the most confident? Matthew Smith. Who is never late? Ben Cottrell. Who is captain material? Ben. Who will definitely make it? Bukayo. Info. My phone is an iPhone. The best trophy to win in football is World Cup. Fave social media. Snapchat. My most talked to person on WhatsApp is the group chat. Favourite TV series, Friends. Ideal holiday destination is USA. Best film I've seen recently, Avengers Infinity War. On my off days I usually see mates. My ideal cheat meal is Italian. The player I look up to most are all the keepers. Something not many people know about me. I didn't have any front teeth for eight years. Arsenal Academy. Under 18, Premier League, London Colney, Saturday, March the 2nd. Arsenal Under 18, 6. Norwich City Under 18s, 2. Arsenal Goalscorers. Belogan, 3, 18, 35. John Jules, 25, penalty. Coyle, 55. Greenwood, 58. Norwich City Scorers. Clark, 53, own goal. 
Dixon Peters 86 penalty. Belogan scores first half hat trick. Coyle scores in three consecutive games. John Jules takes his tally to 11 games. Falarin Belogan hit a hat trick as we ran out convincing 6 2 winners over Norwich City in the under 18 Premier League. Ken Gillard's side have made a real habit of scoring early over recent weeks, and this game was no different. Tyrese John Jules created a yard of space on the halfway line and spotted the darting run of Belogan, before playing an inch perfect pass behind the Canaries' defence, allowing the 17 year old to fire in the bottom left corner. Shortly afterwards, Belogan doubled our advantage with a first time finish before Sam Greenwood was fouled inside the area following some tidy footwork. John Jules made no mistake from the spot for his 11th goal of the season across all competitions. Our high pressing troubled the Canaries, preventing them building from the back, and in the 35th minute, Belogan completed his hat-trick after Matt Smith regained position deep into the visitors' half. The teenage forward has now scored 16 goals in the under-18 PL this season. Following the break, Norwich pulled one back when Harry Clark inadvertently bundled the ball into his own net from a low cross. But the visitors' hopes of a comeback were quickly ended when Belogan beat his marker and picked out Trey Coyle, who fired home from close range for the third consecutive game. Greenwood then went on to make it six with a low drive from the edge of the area before Thomas Dixon-Peters scored a late consolation from the spot. Arsenal team Oconquo, Daly Campbell, McGuinness, Clark, Swanson, M. Smith, Cottrell, Substitute Matthews 70, Greenwood, John Jules, Substitute Alibiozu 60, Coyle, Balogan, Substitute Dennis 60, Subs not used, T. Smith, Foran. Premier League 2, Meadow Park, Borehamwood FC, Monday, March the 4th. Arsenal under-23s 2, Swansea City under-23s 2. Arsenal scorers, Belogan 83, Tomney 86. Swansea City scorers, Cullen 45, Blake 45. Belogan scored his first PL2 goal of the season. Tommy made an instant impact off the bench. Iliev made a number of fine saves. Goals from Falarin Belogan and Nathan Tormey sealed a second-half comeback as we overturned a two-goal deficit to draw 2-2 with Swansea City in the Premier League 2. The last time we faced the Swans, we spent much of the game trying to break through their midfield, and the opening exchanges of this encounter proved to be more of the same. Ben Schaaf fired well over the bar with an ambitious strike from 25 yards before Bukeo Saka raced past his marker and dragged a left-footed effort wide of the post. We looked to be in control as half-time approached, but following a large break in play due to an injury to the referee, Swansea struck twice in quick succession. Liam Cullen broke the deadlock with a curling effort into the bottom right corner before Matthew Blake doubled the visitors' advantage with a free kick from 20 yards. Following the break, we upped our attacking intensity, and this instantly saw a number of chances fall our way. Substitute Belogan's goal-bound effort was cleared off the line by Blake, before Xavier Amiechi's powerful free kick sailed just wide. The pressure continued, and as was the case with most of our play in the second half, Belogan was right at the heart of it. 
The 17-year-old received the ball on the edge of the box and created a yard of space before firing a deflected effort past Gregor Zabret. Swansea continued to handle attack after attack, but by the 86th minute, they could hold on no more. Tormey beat his marker with close control on the byline, before shifting inside and finding the back of the net with a cute finish from a tight angle. The visitors then went on to play the dying moments with ten men after Joe Lewis was sent off. But we were unable to score the all-important third, despite Belogan being dragged down inside the area with less than two minutes remaining. The fans were on their toes with that football and they came up at the end to say that they were so proud of the boys. So that really makes me proud, said Freddie Lundberg. But I'm disappointed because of the first half performance. It's sad that we couldn't get the reward of winning the game. Swansea sat back a lot and only hits us on the long balls. So we started taking too many touches and became frustrated that we couldn't cut them open easily. So that's something that I spoke to them about at half-time because you need to have patience and believe in yourself. Following the break, we brought on Flo because we wanted speed and that changed how we played in the second half which made things far more difficult for them. It was a bit of a gamble, but it worked. Arsenal team, Ilyev, Osetutu, Ballard, Medley, Pregzuelo, Gilmore, Sheaf, Substitute Tony, 68th minute, Thompson, Amaechi, John Jules, Substitute Balogan, 46th minute, Saka. Subs not used, Okonkwo, Omole, Bramall. Smith signs professional contract. Matthew Smith has signed his first professional contract with the club. The 18-year-old midfielder has been a key figure in our under-18 side this season making 19 appearances and scoring 4 goals while also providing 10 assists. He has also featured 6 times for under-23s in the Premier League 2 this term. Harlow-born Matthew is a Hale-End graduate. It's an amazing feeling, said Smith. Arsenal is a massive club and I've supported the Gunners my whole life. I've been here since I was 7, so this is a really proud moment. There's been some good times and some bad times, and it's obviously a big change to move from Hell End to here, but I think that I've adapted well. Although it took a little bit of time to adjust, now I just want to keep on working hard and keep on improving. Everyone at the club would like to congratulate Matthew on his new contract, and we look forward to his continued progress. Congratulations, Nathan. It was a special night for Nathan Tormey on Monday, scoring his first goal for the academy since signing his scholarship forms at the start of the 2016-17 season. The skillful midfielder has had a very difficult time with the Gunners through injury, so everyone was thrilled to see him come on as a substitute against Swansea and grab a well-taken late equaliser. It was only Nathan's fifth appearance for the team since joining as a scholar and his coach Freddie Lundberg knew it was richly deserved. I said to him in the dressing room that he's trained so hard the last month and done really well and tonight he's grabbed his reward. It was a great goal so it must feel really nice for him. Let's hope Nathan can build on this memorable moment during the remaining games of the under-23 season. Former Academy star reaches KNVB Cup Final. Arsenal Academy graduate Daniel Crowley helped Wilhelm II to a penalty win over AZ Alkmaar last week. 
booking their place in the KNVB Cup final against Ajax. The 21-year-old played the entire game and was understandably thrilled despite missing a penalty. What a win, man. That's the best feeling I've ever had in football, really, Cowley said after the game. It was tough and I missed a penalty, but it's the best day of my life. Best day in football for sure. Unbelievable. I think the last time we reached a final was 2004 or 2005 and we're going to play Ajax away in the final. So it's going to be difficult. But if we believe like this today and have the support from the fans, who knows? Crowley left North London and joined the Eredivisie side back in 2017 on a three-year deal before heading out on loan to SC Cambuur for six months to aid his development. Since returning, he's nailed down a starting place in the side and delivered some exceptional performances, scoring six goals and assisting ten in 29 appearances. Best of luck in the final, Dan. The Academy Illumini. Jay Simpson. Tracking down former Academy players making their mark elsewhere in football. After making over 300 Football League appearances and enjoying two MLS seasons, Arsenal Academy graduate Jay Simpson has returned to England to play in the National League. Born in Enfield, Simpson started at Norwich City's Academy before joining Arsenal at the age of nine. The Pacey forward then went on to rise through our youth ranks at an impressive rate, featuring for our under-18s as a 13-year-old and our reserves as a schoolboy. The goals flowed at youth level, and on February 19, 2007, he made history by becoming the first player to score a hat-trick at Emirates Stadium, sealing a 3-2 win over Cardiff City, featuring Aaron Ramsey in the FA Youth Cup. Shortly after, Simpson made his first team debut in a 6-0 League Cup win over Sheffield United, before scoring a brace in the following round against Charlton, in what was his first senior start for the club. These would prove to be his only goals in the famous red and white, as he went on to join Millwall, West Brom and QPR on loan, before signing with Hull City in August 2010 on a three-year deal. Simpson bagged 13 times over the course of three seasons with the Tigers, but failed to earn a new contract and in September 2013 made a move to Thailand with Burai United. However, Simpson's time in the Thai Premier League was short-lived, as six months later he returned to England to join the then League One side Leighton Orient. It's here where Simpson discovered the best form of his career, scoring 33 goals in 87 appearances, earning him a move to MLS outfit Philadelphia Union. The 30-year-old enjoyed his time in the United States, but has since returned to Leighton Orient in a bid to rediscover his scoring form and help the O's return to the Football League. Words Lambros Lambrou, Aidan Small, Nick Bromsack. One hundred consecutive years in the top flight. On this day... March the 10th, 1979, Division 1, Arsenal 2, Bristol City, nil. Brown Talbot and Tom Ritchie of Bristol City wearily trudge up the Highbury Tunnel after a first division fixture exactly 40 years ago today. Talbot had more reason to smile. The Gunners had just beaten the Robins 2-0, courtesy of goals from Graham Ricks and Frank Stapleton.
a relief for Terry Neal's team following successive defeats 1-0 at home to Wolves and 2-0 at Southampton. Noddy could perhaps be forgiven for looking a little drained considering the constant running that was a feature of his game, something that was already beginning to make himself a firm favourite with fans following his arrival from Ipswich Town just two months previously. He still managed to make 25 appearances for Arsenal in season 1978-1979, scoring twice, both in the FA Cup, including one at Wembley in the Cup final against today's visitors, Manchester United. Unfortunately for the Gunners, they then went on to a five-game spell without a win, including defeats at Talbot's former team Ipswich, Bolton and Liverpool, alongside home draws with Manchester City and Coventry, as the season's focus definitely turned towards the FA Cup. Thankfully, Tottenham supplied welcome relief in the league, as they were beaten 1-0, courtesy of Stapleton, exactly a month after the Bristol City win. Scotland international Ritchie and the Bristol City players were taking the short, cramped walk up the iconic hybrid tunnel for the penultimate time. A 13th-placed finish ensured another season at the top table, but the following campaign they finished 20th, four points from safety, and haven't returned to the top flight since. In fact, the Gunners haven't played City for a full 39 years since that ill-fated league campaign, but with City currently in the playoff positions in the Championship, perhaps this lengthy hiatus will come to an end. There are no teams in the Championship who have spent such a long time without a date against the Gunners, the next longest drought being Millwall, who haven't pitted their wits against the Gunners since an FA Cup tie in 1995. Tales of the Century 100 consecutive years in the top flight Defining seasons 1957-58 to 58, A timeless classic tinged with tragedy Arsenal historian John Sperling selects 19 defining seasons and events from the Gunners' 100 years at the top with the likes of Duncan Edwards, Bobby Charlton and Tommy Taylor at the core of his talented young team, Matt Busby's Manchester United seemed poised to dominate football for years to come by the late 1950s. This was in marked contrast with Arsenal, for whom memories of their dramatic title win in 1953 were fading fast. After that last-ditch title triumph, Arsenal had slipped into decline and attendances began tumbling. The Gunners' side of the late 1950s managed by former player gentleman Jack Crayston, who'd taken over the reins from Tom Whitaker, had some fine performers including David Hurd, Derek Tapscott and Jimmy Bloomfield. But there was a feeling that too few were genuinely top-class performers as title challenges became a distant memory. United's visit to N5 on February 1, 1958, saw the crowds flock back to an expectant Highbury. In front of over 63,000 fans, the game began according to the form book. United's devastating blend of speed and power ripped Arsenal's suspect defence to shreds. Duncan Edwards and Bobby Charlton thumped two scorches from the edge of the box to put United 2-0 ahead, and when Tommy Taylor notched United's third after half an hour, the majority of the crowd were stunned into silence. Miraculously, Arsenal mounted an astonishing six-minute onslaught on United before half-time. 
and Jimmy Bloomfield, two, and David Hurd struck to pull Arsenal level at 3-3. Jerry Ward, who became Arsenal's then youngest ever debutant after taking his bow aged just 16 years and 321 days in 1953, recalled, The crowd was in total uproar. None of us had ever seen anything like it before, and nor had the players. At half-time, the players came off and we just couldn't concentrate. United players looked dumbfounded, and some of the Arsenal lads couldn't believe we'd pulled it back against this great side. To be honest, we lost concentration in the second half, and United taught us a football lesson, how to attack like a panzer division. Dennis Violet and Taylor put United into a 5-3 lead before Derek Tapscott tantalised the home crowd by pulling another goal back. With the crowd screaming for an Arsenal equaliser, the Gunners poured forward in the final ten minutes. Jerry Ward recalled, We could have equalised. Jimmy Bloomfield and Tappy, Derek Tapscott, came really close. We threw everything at them and the Arsenal crowd went completely bananas, but it wasn't to be, and United held on to win 5-4. For Arsenal, the game wasn't hugely significant in the short term. They lost, and ended the season mired in 12th place. But the clash with United at Highbury had a greater significance in the history of football, because it was the Busby Babes' last match in England before the Munich air crash. Five days after Arsenal and United locked horns, seven United players had perished. Roger Byrne, Eddie Coleman, Mark Jones, Tommy Taylor, Billy Whelan, David Pegg and Jeff Bent with Duncan Edwards, who many observers believed could have gone on to become the world's greatest player, surviving for two weeks but ultimately perishing from his injuries. The tragic news truly rocked the Arsenal players. Jerry Ward recalled, It shook me to the core to think that less than a week before the fellas died, we'd played them at Highbury. The electric atmosphere at Highbury that day means the game will forever remain a poignant one. At the final whistle, the whole crowd cheered both sets of players and the teams came off with their arms around each other's shoulders. Edwards and Taylor came off and applauded the Arsenal fans, and many of the Arsenal fans had a soft spot for United, so they applauded back. In the years that followed, as Arsenal continued to struggle to recapture former glories, United usurped the Gunners' position as the powerhouse of English football. There was an outpouring of grief that this team had been wiped out in its prime, explained former Gunners striker David Hurd, and there was a huge level of respect and affection for Matt Busby after he fought back from his terrible injuries. United supporters' clubs proliferated across the globe, and with the purchase of Dennis Law, the rapid coming of age of Bobby Charlton, and the emergence of George Best, Busby's team re-emerged as a force in the early 1960s. Arguably, the Gunners' standout performer against United at Highbury in '58 had been heard, and Matt Busby was a long-standing admirer of the skilful Scotsman. Within three years, he was appearing in a United shirt as Busby took him north in a huge £35,000 transfer deal. He'd score 145 goals in 265 United appearances, garnering plenty of the silverware which he'd craved, but never won at Highbury. 
Busby later claimed, David Hurd was arguably my most important signing after 1960. He was the catalyst to so many things. The Gunners rose to prominence again by the late 60s, but for now, United were in the ascendancy. There are four photographs with this report. The captions read as follows. Goalkeeper Jack Kelsey watches the ball go out of play after United's Bobby Charlton challenges Gunners fullback Stan Charlton. Manchester United goalkeeper Harry Gregg makes a save as Duncan Edwards, arms outstretched, looks on. Duncan Edwards signs an autograph pre-match. Striker David Hurd would later join United. Match action. Wednesday, February 27th, 2019, 19.45 hours. Emirates Stadium. Premier League. Attendance, 59,618. Arsenal 5, Bournemouth 1. Match stats. Total shots. Arsenal 16, Bournemouth 13. Shots on target. Arsenal 7, Bournemouth 5. Corners. Arsenal 9, Bournemouth 4. Offsides, Arsenal 4, Bournemouth 4. Fouls, Arsenal 11, Bournemouth 9. Possession, Arsenal 65%, Bournemouth 35%. Ref, Chris Kavanagh. Arsenal goalscorers, Ozil, 4. Mkhitaryan, 27. Koscielny, 47. Aubameyang, 59. Lacazette, 78. Bournemouth goalscorers, Mousset, 30. Arsenal team, 19, Leno, 25, Jenkinson, 5, Socrates, yellow card, 6, Koscielny, 31, Kolasinac, substitute 57th minute, 18, Monreal, 29, Guendouzi, 11, Torreira, yellow card, 7, Mkhitaryan, substitute 63rd minute, 14, Aubameyang, substitute, 71st minute. 10, Ozil, substitute, 1, Czech. 9, Lacazette, 63rd. 20, Mustafi, 17, Iwobi, 57th minute. 22, Suarez, 71st. 8, Ramsey, 4, Elneny. Bournemouth team, 1, Boruch, 23, Klein. 33, Mepham, 5, Ake, 15, Smith, substitute, 71st minute, 10, Ebay, substitute, 56th minute, 6, Surman, 4, Gosling, 9, Mousset, 17, King, yellow card, 24, Fraser, 81st minute, substitutes, 27, Begovic, 11, Daniels, Substitute, 56th minute, yellow card. 21, Diego Rico, 70. 25, Simpson, 28, Taylor. 44, Surridge, 81st minute. 20, Brooks. First half, we immediately looked in the mood from kickoff, and after just four minutes, Sead Kolasinac seized on a loose pass and played Mesut Ozil in on goal. He finished what is fast becoming a signature strike, kicking the ball into the ground and up over Artur Boruk. 
Bournemouth soon began to threaten, and Nacho Monreal and then Laurent Koscielny both had to make vital blocks. But we remained in control and doubled our lead. Enrique Mkhitaryan preyed on a misplaced Adam Smith pass on the edge of the area and found Ozil, who gave Boruch the eyes and found the Armenian to slot into an emptier net. Within three minutes, however, Matteo Guendouzi was caught in possession and Lis Mousset capitalised to reduce our advantage. Second half. It took us just over a minute after the restart to extend our lead. Koscielny forcing the ball over the line, set up by the excellent Mkhitaryan. Ozil came close as he hit the post after fine work from Aubameyang, before Dan Gosling saw a deflected shot hit the crossbar for the Cherries. Then Mkhitaryan broke at pace up the middle and played a defence-splitting pass for Aubameyang, who rounded Borok and slotted in his 19th goal of a stellar season. Not to be outdone, Alexandre Lacazette stepped off the bench and, after going close with one chance, curled in a free kick from the edge of the box to seal a fine evening's work. 50. Mesut Ozil's opener was his 50th goal involvement in 85 Premier League games at Emirates Stadium. Now 19 goals, 32 assists. 1 plus 1. Enrique Mkhitaryan became the first Arsenal player to both score and assist in consecutive Premier League games since Santi Cazorla in February 2015. 5. Alex Lacazette is the fifth AFC player to score in five-plus consecutive home Premier League games for Arsenal, first since Robin Van Persie in March 2012. This concludes match action. The Visitors, Manchester United. The Red Devils' season has been transformed by the arrival of former legend to take the managerial reins. Undefeated in 12 Premier League matches since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was brought in as a caretaker manager to replace Jose Mourinho in mid-December. Manchester United are on a mission to finish in the top four and re-qualify for UEFA Champion League and a competition in which they have reached the quarter-finals following their sensational last grasp 3-1 win over Paris Saint-Germain on Wednesday following their 2-0 first leg defeat at Old Trafford. As well as their European ambitions for 2018-19, the Red Devils are also still battling hard on two domestic fronts. They came into this weekend occupying fourth place in the Premier League table, one point ahead of Arsenal, having overtaken the Gunners last Saturday with a 3-2 comeback win at home at Southampton. And they are still going strong in the FA Cup, having won 3-1 here at Emirates Stadium in Round 4, and then beaten Chelsea 2-0 at Stamford Bridge in Round 5. United have been drawn away again in the FA Cup quarter-final. They take on Wolves at Milanu next Saturday evening. But that should hold no fear for a side who have been flawless on the road in domestic competition since they lost 3-1 to Liverpool at Anfield on December 16th, in what proved to be Mourinho's final match in charge. Aside from those big FA Cup wins in London, United have strung together six successful victories on the road in Premier League. Having kicked off that sequence with a 5-1 victory at Cardiff City, Solskjaer's previous winner, 
League Poor as Call-Ups manager. A revived United has also taken all three points as Newcastle. 2-0 Tottenham, 1-0 Leicester, 1-0 Fulham, 3-0 and Crystal Palace 3-1. That's 15 goals, 4 and just 2 against in those 6 matches. Which given that they have also won 4 and drawn 2 of their 6 league games at home under the Norwegian has completely transformed the fortunes and ambitions of the club. Marino did, however, guide United to a 3-1 win here in the last season's Premier League fixture, before completing the double over the Gunners with a 2-1 home win toward the end of Arsene's Wenger's reign. There was a 2-2 draw in Marino's penultimate league game at Old Trafford in December. But United's scorers that day, Anthony Marshall and Jesse Lingard, could still be out with injury for this afternoon's encounter. Certainly missing is ex-gunner Alexis Sanchez, who is set to miss the rest of the season with ligament damage. Indeed, United have been ravaged by injuries of late, which makes their results even more commendable for last weekend's win against Southampton. They were without eight regular first-teamers through injury marshal and Lingard, plus Juan Mata, Ander Herrera, Nemanjan Matic, Phil Jones... Matteo Darmain and Captain Antonio Valencia. After Wednesday's heroic in Paris, it remains to be seen what kind of team Solskjaer will be able to put out for this huge Premier League clash this afternoon. The Breakdown An Unwanted Record Manchester United's regulation to the old second division at the end of the 1973-1974 season brought about an incredible record by the Christmas of 1973 United's joint top scorer with two goals was their keeper, Alex Stepney, and had been pushed forward to take penalties in absence of any other obvious candidates. Stick with what you know. So Matt Busby only bought 16 players in his 13 years in charge of United, with four of which being goalkeepers. He didn't buy anyone in the period between 1953 to 1957. At the back. 12. Chris Smalling Born Greenwich, 22nd November, 1989 Previously Maidstone, Fulham Games slash goals, 313-18 A versatile, dependable defender, Chris moved to Old Trafford from Craven Cottage in 2010 after only a handful of experiences for the West London club he has experienced many highs during his time at United, winning three domestic trophies, including two Premier League titles, plus the 2016-17 Europa League and has now played over 300 games for the club. A regular pick in central defence under Jose Marino, he has only recently returned to the first six under the Ole Gunnar Scalia, starting the last four league games capped 31 times by England. He no longer appears to be in Gareth Southgate plans. 2. Victor Lindelof Born Vistaras, Sweden 17th of July, 1994 Previously Vistaras, Benfica Games slash goals, 60, 1 A 24-year-old central defender who played for Sweden at Euro 2016 and the 2018 World Cup 
Victor has been a Manchester United player since 2017. Signed from Benfica in June, that year after an excellent season for the Portuguese champions. Victor had to wait until mid-November for his first Premier League start, but he has developed well over the past 15 months and is now arguably United, United's first choice at Central Dependa. He has missed only one league game under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and scored a timely first goal for the club a few weeks ago with a dramatic late equaliser at home to Burnley. A change of ways. From the beginning of the club's official managerial records in 1892 to now, Manchester United have 22 full-time managers until the appointment of Dutchman Louise van Gaal in 2014. Manchester United have never had a manager of non-British descent. Van Gaal and his successor, Jose Marino, are the only two non-British full-time managers in the history of Manchester United. If Ole Gunnar Solskjaer joins permanently in the summer, he will become the third. Between the posts. 6. David de Guy. Born, Madrid, Spain. 7th of November, 1990. Previously, Atletico Madrid. Games slash goals, 351-0. Regarded by many as the world's best goalkeeper, David has been selected in the PFA Premier League Team of the Year five times, including each of the last five seasons signed Edwin van der Sar's replacement in 2011 from Atletico Madrid. David made his first 350th appearance for the club last weekend, capable of breathtaking saves and gravity-defying athleticism, as he showcased with a few momentous display against Spurs at Wembley in January. He is more than worthy successor to Spain's record cap holders, Capsillas, whom has he replaced his country's first choice at Euro 2016. Noisy, but nice neighbours. As a result of World War II, Old Trafford suffered serious damage during a German bombing raid on March 11, 1941, destroying the main stand, dressing rooms and offices. Competitive football wouldn't return there until August 1949. United were helped out by neighbours Manchester City, who offered to share the main road ground. How times have changed. The first player who Manchester United, then Newton Heath, received a fee for was William Bryant, who was moved to Blackburn Rovers for just £50 in April 1900. That same month, Manchester City paid five times more for Scottish forward Joe Cassidy. The club's first 1,000 sale came 12 years later with the sale of Harold House to Aston Villa. Head to head. We've played against Manchester United more than any other side in English football, having first faced the Red Devils in competitive fixture back in October 1894. It was so long ago, in fact, that the two sides were named Newton Heath and Woolwich Arsenal. Unfortunately, however, United are one of the few sides that have been beaten us more than we've beaten them, with 99 losses to 82 wins. The Breakdown Basics Formed 1873 Nickname, The Red Devils Stadium, 
Old Trafford. Chairman, Joel Glazer and Avram Glazer. Record appearance maker, Ryan Giggs, 963. Record goal scorer, Wayne Rooney, 253. The skipper, 18. Ashley Young. Born Stevenage, 9th of July, 1985. Previously, Watford, Aston Villa. Games slash goals, 233, 18. Recently confirmed as the new Manchester United captain, after wearing the armband for most of the season anyway, because of the unavailability of regular skipper Antonio Valencia. Ashley also extended his contract for another year, signed by United in 2011, after an impressive season with Aston Villa that established him as an England regular, Ashley had experienced more, f- more fortunes in his eight years at Old Trafford, but shone significantly in a generally unfamiliar left-back last season to earn an intentional recall and a starting place in that position at the 2018 World Cup. The Comeback Kid 23. Luke Shaw Born Kingston-upon-the-Thames 12th of July, 1995. Previously, Southampton. Games slash goals. 98-1. Recruited from Southampton at the age of 18 in June 2014, shortly after he had represented England at the World Cup in Brazil. Luke was regarded as one of the country's brightest young talents at the time. However, a devastating double leg break in Champions League game at PSV Eindhoven in September 2015 put his career on hold. He has been striving to rediscover his early potential ever since. A difficult period under Jose Marino's appear, now to be a thing of the past as he has re-established himself as United's first choice left back. The Playmaker 6. Paul Pogba Born Lagny-sur-Maine, France. 15th of March, 1993. Previously Man United, Huenbeters. Games slash goals, 130-29. A former United young prospect, Paul was reassigned in 2016 from Huenters, where he won four successful Serie A titles for then a world record transfer fee of 89.3 million. The gifted 25-year-old was a major figure for France at the last year's World Cup, scoring a crucial goal in the final victory against Croatia. His time back at Old Trafford has been full of ups and downs. He had a frosty relationship with Jose Marino, but he had been a man inspired under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, providing goals and assists in abundance. He was suspended for the midweek games at PSG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. 
Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Paris Hero, 10. Marcus Rashford, born Manchester, 31st of October, 1997. Previously, none. Games slash goals, 159-43. Marcus first burst on the Premier League scene with two goals against Arsenal in a 3-2 win at Old Trafford in February 2016. And while the pacey winger's fortunes have fluctuated in the three years since then, he remains, at 21, one of the most exciting prospects in English football. He found the net in six of United's first eight Premier League games under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, including four in a row, and notched a nervousless first-ever penalty of United on Wednesday in injury time. He has scored three goals for England this term, thereby doubling his international tally, and should be a major asset at this summer's Nations League finals. The Target Man 9. Romelu Lukaku Born Antwerp, Belgium 13th of May, 1993 Previously, Anderlecht, Chelsea, West Brom, Everton Games slash goals 88-41 Romelu is in top form, having scored doubles in each of his last two, two, three games against Crystal Palace, Southampton and PSG. To make it 14th for the season, United splashed out £75 million to sign the big Belgium from Everton in July 2017. He has maintained a healthy goal-scoring record of almost one of every other game. The brawny striker has not won a trophy since 2009-2010, to Belgium title with Anderlecht. When aged just 16, he was also the league's top scorer, has scored 45 goals in 79 international appearances for Belgium. The Boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer Born February 26th, 1973 Games 17 Previously Mould. 2010 to 2014. Nicknamed the baby-faced assassin by the Old Trafford faithful during a very successful 11 years as striker with United, during which he won 10 major trophies and scored 126 goals in 366 appearances. Ole Gunnar 
is probably the most famous for his stoppage time winner for the 1999 Champions League final against Bayern Munich. He returned to the club in December as caretaker manager and has performed wonders so far. Not least in Paris on Wednesday night, putting forward a strong case to get the job permanently. For now, the 46-year-old remains the coach of Norwegian club Mould. Strong start. When Manchester United beat Brighton at Old Trafford, Solskjaer equalled a record set by Carlo Ancelotti at Chelsea and Pep Guardiola at Man City by winning his first six matches in charge. The draw at Burnley the following match meant Solskjaer failed to hold the most opening wins outright. Ten games in. Thanks to their nil-to-nil draw with Liverpool, Solskjaer collected the most points of any top-flight manager in his first ten games in charge. He collected 26 points during that period, surpassing the record fell by former Chelsea boss Gus Hiddink. Michael Cox, scouting report. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has brought improvement across the board. The breakdown. PL stats, 2018 to 2019. Appearances. David De Gea, 29. Romelu Lukaku, 26. Paul Pogba, 26. Marcus Rashford, 25. Victor Lindelof, 24. Goals. Romelu Lukaku, 12. Paul Pogba, 11. Anthony Marshall, 9. Marcus Rashford, 9. Jess Lingard, 4. Assists. Paul Pogba, 9. Marcus Rashford, 6. Alexis Sanchez, 3. Ander Herrera, 3. Tackles 1. Luke Shaw, 25. Nemanja Matic, 24. Ander Herrera, 23. Paul Pogba, 23. Ashley Young, 21. Manchester United's transformation under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been remarkable. Having appeared destined to finish six under Jose Mourinho, United started this weekend in fourth still, only the club's caretaker manager. Solskjaer is now strong favourite to get the job on permanent basis. Solskjaer has determinedly positioned himself as the manager who understands the traditions of the club, and it's difficult to ignore the improvement of several key players since his appointment in December. United are now on more dynamic going forward and have looked more comfortable in defensive sense too. Solskjaer's default system thus far has been a 4-3-3 with a centre forward preferably supported by a left-sided attacker going in behind and right-sided playmaker drifting inside more. However, he's varied his approach for away victorious against Tottenham, Chelsea and in the 3-1 FA Cup victory here in January by moving Jesse Lingard, or Juan Mata, into the central attacking role, as a false nine and attacking with two wide forwards instead. He also showed a facility for his team to play three at the back in Paris on Wednesday. 
though this new approach was scuppered by an early injury to Eric Bailey. His selection has also changed regularly in recent weeks because of injury. United suffers two injuries in 2-0 Champions League first leg loss to PSG, and three in their goalless draw with Liverpool. Impressively, the side is genuinely retained in compactness. Marcus Rashford had previously been considered by Solskjaer's first-choice forward, genuinely starting up front but playing wide right in his alternative system, however. He's been troubled by injury. Romelu Lukaku, an opportunity, and the Belgium has responded with four goals in his last two league starts. He was also impressive from the here right in the fight FA Cup, creating the opener for Alexis Sanchez with a clever thought-through ball. Sanchez will miss out there, which he means Anthony Marshall should play from the left, on the right. Lingard and Mata have both missed out with hamstring injuries recently, so Solskjaer has developed Diogo Dalot and converted right-back on the right. The midfield is based around the creativity and forward running of Paul Pogba, who post-Marino is now offering a regular goal threat with late bursts. Solskjaer's likes using Menja Matic and Ander Herrera as Holder and Shuttler respectively, but both had suffered injuries. Scott McTominay has been drafted in to, in to protect the back four, and Fred has returned to fold to offer energy and passing quality. Andreas Pereira, who scored a fine curler in the win over Southampton last weekend, is another option at the back. Luke Shaw has been in fine form, shutting down Mo Salah excellently at fortnight ago. While Ashley Young now looks like a no-nonsense full-back rather than an awkward converted winger, Victor Lindelof and Chris Smalling have emerged as a first-choice centre-back duo, with the former much better at bringing the ball out from the back in goal. David De Gea remains an outstanding shop-stopper, and his performance here last season ranks as one of the best from a visiting keeper. Arsenal Women Aram Bathmead was the star of the show at the recent She Believes Cup, firing England to silverware in the USA. The photograph shows Bathmead celebrates getting England's third against Japan. Beth believes. Congratulations to England's lionesses who claimed the prestigious She Believes Cup after their 3-0 victory over 2015 World Cup finalist Japan on Tuesday night. Phil Neville's team triumphed after a 2-1 victory over Brazil was followed by a 2-2 draw with the mighty USA, followed by the decisive win over Japan. And it was quite a tournament for the Gunners' Beth Mead. Her winner against Brazil was something to behold, a wonder strike from the right wing that rocketed past the Brazil keeper from fully 30 yards. Scoring for your country is something special, said Beth after the game. And it was a shot, not a cross. Just so everyone's clear, she laughed, after there had been suggestions she might not have meant it. And Beth didn't finish there. She was instrumental in the Lionesses' early onslaught against Japan and scored another superb goal to put England 3-0 up after just 30 minutes of the match. Just inside the penalty area this time, she cut inside onto her left foot and flashed a shot past the Japan goalkeeper before she could move. 
Beth was joined by Leah Williamson in the squad. An unused substitute in the first two games, the central defender played the full 90 minutes in the final match, a clean sheet being testimony to her assured performance at the back. Elsewhere, it was a successful international break for Kim Little, who scored in Scotland's 4-1 win over Iceland in the Algarve Cup. She also played in the 1-0 defeat to Canada earlier in the competition and a 1-0 victory over Denmark on Wednesday to secure fifth place in the competition. Louise Quinn was also on the mark during the international break, heading the only goal as Republic of Ireland beat Wales 1-0 in a friendly match played in Marbella. Katie McCabe skippered the girls in green. Capital gains for Viv. Congratulations to Vivian Maidema, who was voted Women's Player of the Year at the recent London Football Awards. Viv has scored a remarkable 25 goals in 22 games for the Gunners this season and now holds the record for the most WSL goals in a season. She was therefore a well-deserved recipient of the award, which has previously been claimed by Jordan Nobbs and Kelly Smith. Manager Joe Montemurro, himself nominated for the Manager of the Year Award, was on hand to collect the award in Viv's absence. Bristol City on Thursday. After the international break, Arsenal are back in action at Meadow Park on Thursday when they take on Tanya Oxtaby's Bristol City. As with all home fixtures, it will be a game in which Joe Montemurra's team will be aiming for all three points as they push for the WSL title, particularly after a 4-0 win in the corresponding fixture earlier in the season when Jordan Nobbs, Danielle van der Donk and a brace from Vivian Maidema claimed the win. However, City are enjoying an encouraging season, sitting in the top half of the table with some memorable results under their belt so far, notably an away win at Birmingham and home draws against both Chelsea and Manchester City. The match kicks off at Boreham Wood at 7.30pm and, as always, Joe's team would love as much gunner support as possible. Tickets can be ordered online for just £6, with concessions £3. On the night, the prices are £10 and £5. See you there. Life at the Top, Andre Lacazette. Arsenal have spent 100 years at the very highest level of league football in this country. But how did our players scale the heights to get to the top of their profession? We find out. When did you first want to become a footballer and why? When I was a kid, because my brothers and my dad used to watch a lot of football. And seeing as I looked up to my brothers a lot, I wanted to be like them. I followed suit. Can you remember your first encounter with football? The first time you kicked a ball. The first time I kicked a ball was just outside my mother's place, which is where she still lives now. There was a big football pitch, and as I said, it was with my brothers and my dad. Were you interested in any other sports? I really liked basketball. I follow the NBA a lot. Other than that, I obviously watch any major competition that France are in, but on a daily basis, I watch basketball. Did you ever meet a famous player when you were younger? No, I didn't have the chance. What was the very first team you played for? 
They were called Lyon Club du Bim, in the 8th arrondissement of Lyon. That's where I grew up. Were you always a striker? No, I was an attacking midfielder then. What's the first game you can remember playing? It was against Olympique Lyonnais and we drew 3-3. What was your best game as a kid? Maybe one where you scored a lot of goals. I can remember playing in a tournament where my team were losing. I came off the bench and we won 4-1. Who influenced you early in your career? A coach, for example. It was more players that influenced me rather than coaches. Sonny Anderson, Thierry Henry, Karim Bezema and Ronaldinho. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received and who was it from? It was from my under-12s coach who told me to stay humble, to keep working and that hard work pays off. Did you ever think about quitting football? Yes, I did once think about it because when I joined Lyon it was difficult for me at the start. But my father told me that it was normal for it to be difficult and that's how I was going to learn and grow. After that, I forgot about the idea of quitting football. Looking back, was there a key moment early in your career when you thought you were going to be professional? Yes, I think when I won the UEFA European Under-19 Championship, that was a very big moment for me. When did you first sign pro? Do you remember the day and who was with you? I was 20 years old and yeah, I was with my family. It was my first professional contract at Lyon, so obviously I was happy and proud. It made me want to sign more in the future. Can you remember your first team debut at Lyon? Yeah, I came off the bench against Auxerre. I think it was May the 5th, 2010. I don't remember the score, but we won. What do you remember of your first game for Arsenal in the Premier League? Scoring my first goal with a header inside the first four or five minutes. We won the game as well, so I was happy. What has been your best moment at Arsenal since then? My best moment at Arsenal since then? It has to be that, for the moment, my first goal. And your worst? Losing away to Tottenham last year, when I had the chance to equalise at my feet and missed it. After that, I had to have an operation on my knee, so it was a bit of a difficult time for me. How do you think you've developed as a player since turning pro? I've developed in my way of thinking. I think more about teamwork now, how I can help the team. I take my role as the first defender more seriously, and I think I've developed in every attribute. Has anything about being a professional footballer surprised you? No, because as you're growing up, you're prepared for life as a professional. So as you get older, you know what to expect. There's no real surprise. Do you still love football as much now as you did when you were a kid? Yes, of course. I still love football just as much now. I watch a lot of TV. The Premier League, French football, Spanish football and some matches in Germany. If you have children in the future who said that they wanted to be professional footballers, would you encourage them or tell them not to? I'll encourage them in whatever they want to do. If they want to go into football, I'll encourage them. But if they don't want to, I won't push them to. Words, Connor Armstrong. Tottenham Hotspur versus Arsenal. Match action. Saturday, 2nd of March, 12.30, Wembley Stadium, Premier League, attended 
81,332. Tottenham Hotspur, 1. Arsenal, 1. Match stats. Tottenham, total shots, 11. Shots on target, 3. Corners, 3. Offsides, 5. Fouls, 15. Possession, 60%. Arsenal, total shots, 9. Shots on target, 4. Corners, 4. Offsides, 1. Fouls, 14. Possession, 40%. Referee, Anthony Taylor. First half. Aaron Ramsey gave us the lead in his final North London derby with the coolest of finishes. The Wales midfielder, scorer of two FA Cup final winners on this ground, ran through from inside his own half and fainted to shoot before nipping around Loris and slotting the ball into the net. Alexandra Lacazette had our best chances either side of that, and Alex Iwobi tested Hugo Loris with a curler, but Tottenham came on strong at the end of the first half. Harry Kane had a header ruled out for the offside, and Bernd Leno made a terrific double stop to deny Christian Eriksen, Musa Sissoko. Second half. A Spurs onslaught after the break never materialised as we kept our shape and kept them at arm's length. That just made the home-sized equaliser all the more galling. Kane was again in an offside position when a free kick was floated into the box, but he was awarded a penalty after a nudge from Shrokdan Mustafi. The England striker got up to beat Leno from the spot, but the gunners pressed for a win, and when Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was failed in the box by Davidson Sanchez in the last minute. We had a glorious opportunity to take all three points. Unfortunately, Aubameyang's spot kick was saved and Jan Vertonghen prevented the Gabonese hooking home when Iwobi knocked the rebound back into the six-yard box. 3. Aaron Ramsey had been directly involved in three of our last four Premier League goals. Against Spurs, one goal. Two assists. 18. No fixture in Premier League history has witnessed more penalties, 18 level with Everton versus Newcastle. 11. It's been 11 years since an Arsenal substitute got sent off in PL. Robin van Persie versus Stoke City in 2008. For Arsenal, had coach Unai Emery. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. 1. Petra Cech, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 4. Mohamed Elneny. 5. Socrates Papastathopoulos. 6. Laurent Koscielny. 7. Henrik Mkhitaryan. 8. Aaron Ramsey. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Mesut Ozil 11. Lukas Torreira 12. Steven Lichsteiner 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 15. Ainsley Maitland-Niles 16. Rob Holding 17. Alexei Wobi 18. Nacho Monreal 19. 
Bent Leno, goalkeeper. 20. Schroeder Mustafi. 22. Dennis Suarez. 23. Danny Welbeck. 25. Carl Jenkinson. 27. Konstantinos Mavrapanos. 29. Matur Ganduzi. 31. Seat Kolasinak. 34. Granit Shaka. 43. Charlie Gilmore. 47. Zach Madley. 49. Eddie Anquitia. 53. Julio Plegazuelo. 59. Joe Willock. 87. Bukeo Saka. For Manchester United, caretaker manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Navy shirts, shorts and socks. 1. David Aguirre, goalkeeper. 2. Victor Underloff. 3. Eric Bailey. 4. Phil Jones. 6. Paul Pogba. 7. Alexis Sanchez. 8. Juan Mata. 9. Romelu Lukaku. 10. Marcus Rashford. 11. Anthony Marshall. 12. Chris Smalling. 13. Lee Grant, goalkeeper. 14. Jesse Lingard. 15. Andreas Pereira. 16. Marcus Rojo. 17. Fred. 18. Ashley Young. 20. Diogo Dalot. 21. Ander Herrera. 22. Sergio Romero, goalkeeper. 23. Luke Shaw. 25. Antonio Valencia. 31. Nemanja Matic. 36. Matto Damian. 39. Scott Matomini. 40. Joel Pereira. 44. Tahith Chong. Officials, referee Jonathan Moss. Assistant referees, Simon Bennett, Mark Penny. Fourth official, Martin Atkinson. Today's other Premier League fixtures. Liverpool vs Burnley at 12pm. Chelsea vs Wolves at 2.05pm. The Arsenal Foundation. Helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. And that brings us to the end of this audio communication from Arsenal Football Club. MBNA, official partner of Arsenal. Know the score before you apply. See the MBNA credit card you are eligible to apply for. One quick form, get a response in minutes. All without affecting your credit rating. Try CleverCheck, the MBNA eligibility checker. mbna.co.uk slash arsenal. The credit cards are issued by MBNA Limited. Registered office, Stansfield House, Chester Business Park, Chester, CH49QQ. Registered in England and Wales under company number 02783251. Authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. MBNA Limited is also authorised by the Financial Conduct Authority under the Payment Services Regulations 2009, register number 204487 for the provision of payment services. Creditors available, subject to status only to UK residents aged 18 or over. Calls and online sessions, for example, completing an application, 
may be monitored and or recorded for quality evaluation, training purposes and to ensure compliance with laws and regulations. The 18 to 19 kids. Visit our new Highbury store, ArsenalDirect.com. On sale now. Free £10 gift card on orders over £40. Terms and conditions apply. EA Sports FIFA 19. FIFA official licensed products. Pre-order now. 28th of September 2018. Three registered trademark. www.pegi.info. EA Sports registered trademark. Frostbite registered trademark. EA Sports Premier League lead partner. Copyright 2018 Electronic Arts Inc. EA, EA Sports and the EA Sports logo are trademarks of Electronic Arts Inc. Official FIFA licensed product. Copyright FIFA and FIFA's official licensed product logo are copyrights and or trademarked to FIFA. All rights reserved. Manufactured under license by Electronic Arts Inc. Take your seat. Sky Sports. Feel it all. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.